He watched the headlights sweep through swathes of darkness as he guided the car along the coast road. On this stretch there were no houses for miles around, no street lights, and tonight the moon wouldn't put in an appearance until well after midnight. To his right, the hillside climbed steeply up towards the craggy peaks and chill waters of the many tarns nestled in the crumpled mountain skirts of the 3,000-foot Ben Ban. To his left, the inky waters of the Inner Sound stretched five miles to the island of Rasse, where the hills shielded him from the even more distant lights of Portree on the Isle of Skye. Tonight, the Black Knight was his friend and the intrusion of his headlights made him feel almost guilty. Disturbing the still silence of the dark was not his intention, but it was a necessary transgression. He knew a spot where he could pull off the road just before Applecross Sands and enjoy an uninterrupted view of the clear, cloudless night sky. Glancing down at the binoculars and small telescope in the passenger footwell, he smiled wondering how many stars he would be able to identify among the thousands he would see. With no competition from human-made terrestrial light sources, the sky would be a blaze of stars. His eyes flicked back to the route ahead, and he gasped in alarm. There was a body lying in the road. He slammed on the brakes, and the tyres bit into the surface for a moment before the frantic drumming of the anti-lock brakes brought the car to a halt. He peered out through the windscreen, and could clearly see a man lying a few feet in front, illuminated in his headlight beams. Beyond the fallen man stood another car, a silver Audi, facing him on the narrow single-track road, its headlights extinguished, and the driver's door open wide. Flinging open his own door, he rushed over to the prostrate figure, oblivious to a momentary flash of bright light from the darkness up on the hill. He crouched beside the body. "'Are you hurt?' he called, looking for injuries. Can you hear me? Then the body moved, the head turning up to stare at him with vaguely familiar half-remembered eyes. What? he breathed, then heard a footstep behind him. He turned in time to see a baseball bat chopping through the air towards his head. He tried to dodge, but the blow caught him on the neck and he collapsed on the ground. The powerful figure wielding the bat took another swing and knocked him senseless. The man who had been on the ground was quickly on his feet, rolling the barely conscious driver onto a tarpaulin sheet and dragging him out of the way while the batsman swiftly jumped into his victim's car, manoeuvring it to the edge of the road. There the headlights picked out a short stretch of boulder-strewn scrub that fell away towards the edge of a cliff. Leaving the engine running, he leapt out, sprinting over to the Audi and starting it up. With his partner directing him, he positioned the Audi with its rear bumper touching that of the other car. They then bundled the injured driver, tracks of blood now smearing his face and neck, back behind the wheel of his car and slammed the door. A moment later, they had the Audi's engine revving before it shot backwards, launching the injured man's car towards the cliff. The Audi shuddered to a halt at the roadside, while its occupants watched the other car lurch and buck, crashing over boulders hidden in the heather its headlight beams soaring skywards before plunging back to earth. The car slowed, seemingly desperate to cling to the safety of the slope, and stopped when its front wheels dropped over the precipice, grounding its underside. It perched there for a moment, before the weight of its engine and the crumbling of the cliff edge sent it somersaulting out of sight.